This is the Commercial Property Cashflow Blueprint Podcast. Big cashflow property secrets from retired Byron Bay surfing fanatic and commercial property expert, James Dawson. Hi everyone, it's James Dawson here. In today's Commercial Property Podcast, I'm going to talk about one of the biggest questions that I get asked by new investors of commercial property and property in general is how do I find good deals and how do I know if they're actually any good once I've found them? Quite often I find that when people start looking for an investment property that they get a little bit stressed thinking, wow, is this a deal that I'm looking at right now a good deal or good enough to invest in? And what I'd like to say is that you'll never ever find the perfect deal. In fact, if you're trying to find the perfect deal in any sort of investment arena, including shares and any other method of investing, you'll actually end up never investing because there's just never the perfect deal out there. So what I find is that leads to people sitting on their hands and not actually getting a deal. Now, when you're looking at positive cash flow property, as I highly recommend that you buy in the first place, obviously every month that goes past, when you haven't found a deal, you're actually losing money. Now, why is this important to know not to try and find the perfect deal? And that simply is because of the fact that these are positive cash flow properties that you could spend a whole year searching for the perfect property to buy. You could have perhaps bought any one of 50 pretty good deals and already have six months or a year of positive rental cash flow in your bank account. So you really need to know that it's important not to get bogged down by trying to find the perfect property, otherwise you'll never end up buying anything. Now, of course, you don't want to pay too much for the property, and certainly in my property course, I do talk a lot about and educate and show you the ways of valuing a property so that you know that you're getting a reasonable deal in that local market. It's just very, very important to point that out. And it's fantastic to be able to build in a bit of equity at the start or within the first 12 months of the investment life for you by finding something that's perhaps got an upside or simply by buying the property at a much better price than the average person has been paying in that location recently. But essentially, if the numbers work and it's showing positive cash flow for you and the property looks good and safe and the tenant's good and the lease, that could be a great deal for you. And if you're gonna hang on to that property for say 10 or 20 years, saving a little bit more of the purchase price now really is gonna be a drop in the ocean to the amount of positive cash flow that's gonna provide over the next 10 or 20 years. So just to illustrate the point, I was chatting to someone the other day who felt they'd missed out on a deal and they perhaps could have got the deal by paying another $100,000 more for the property. The property was over $1 million and when we did the numbers again at that price that it did eventually sell for, my buyer was at around $1 million and the property sold for $1.1 million. I actually felt like it was still a very good deal at $1.1 million and in fact showing quite a good net return. So. The particular person now feels a little bit silly that they've missed out on that deal. It was positive cash flow and did have some upsides. And perhaps in this first instance of looking at this property, they've perhaps been a little bit too hard and therefore have missed out on the deal and now have got to spend more time and effort looking for another one. But they've learned their lesson from this one and they're moving on now to quickly do the numbers. That's an essential part of looking at deals is to be able to quickly do the numbers so that you know if the deal based on the asking price is going to be worthwhile looking 
further into so that you can quickly move on if it's a dud. Now the most important numbers in commercial property when you're looking at deals is the net rent amount. Now the net rent is the net rental amount that comes to you in your bank before you pay your mortgage costs but after all outgoings are paid for the property, however which way they are paid. Sometimes the tenant pays them directly, then sends you the rest of the money, so your net amount into your bank is what you're able to pay your mortgage from. Well, sometimes the rent is actually a little bit higher, and then you pay the outgoings from that, and then the balance from that is your net rent. Now, put simply, let's say you're buying a $1 million property, and it has a $100,000 per annum net rent, that property is said to have a net return of 10%. Now, how typically a commercial property investor uses that number is to compare that return, that net return, to other properties that have recently sold in that particular suburb or a small regional town, for example, and you've worked out that you can buy this property at say 9 or 10% net or 8% net, whatever the number may be. And by making some calls, you've found out that recent sales in the area are at around say 7 or 8% net. That to me would show that that deal is worth having a closer look at because it certainly seems to be priced correctly. So that's where we use that net return to price the property in comparison with other recent sales so that you know you're not paying too much money for that property. One other big point I'd like to touch on here, of course, is that commercial investors, when they're working out their numbers, work it out as if they're paying all cash for the property or borrowing 100%. So, for example, if they're buying a $1 million property, they're working out the return, the net rent against that $1 million purchase price. They're not saying to themselves, okay, I'm putting $200,000 cash in to that property and therefore I'm going to work out what the return is on the balance of $800,000. They're always using the whole amount. Often I find when I talk to residential investors, they say to me at a barbecue or at the pub or somewhere wherever we're having a chat, they say, look, I'm getting a great return on this residential property, but in actual fact, they're just working out the return on the amount except the deposit money that they've put in. So they might have put $100,000 of their own money in, they're choosing to ignore that they've put that money in and saying that they're getting a great return on the balance. Well, that's not correct. That's not the way to work out exactly what the return is for your investment. It might be a, a simple point, but worthwhile pointing out. Now in simple terms, when you're looking at higher net return properties, the whole idea of getting a higher net return property is to provide positive cash flows so you can either replace your income or support uh, other investments or pay the loan down of that investment so you're getting the compound benefit of paying the loan off quicker and therefore actually getting more cash flow as you go on and on each month. So it's certainly important to bear that in mind when you're looking at property that's positive cash flow, it does open up quite a few more options and usually much more options than when you have a negative geared property that you have to support from other income. Because obviously with negative geared property, generally most people are waiting to get a capital gain at the end of the day and they have to support that property while they're waiting to get that capital gain in place. 
that might take 10, 15 years, who knows? So I would prefer to have positive cash flow property from the word go and buy property that's got some upsides so I can also build some equity into that property in a very short period of time. And what I mean by short period of time, maybe one, two or three years, something like that, where I could perhaps get maybe five or six or even 10 years growth in that property simply because of being able to identify an upside that other people haven't seen. Now going back to the subject of this podcast, how do I know when I've got a good deal or how do I find a good deal? Really you need to start with the location. Obviously the properties that are all located in that area can be compared to each other a lot easier than if you're looking at a property in one location then trying to compare it with a similar property you know, 100 kilometers away. So personally, what I like to do is start with the location and learn as much as possible about that location and the properties that have been sold and rented in the last six or 12 months. Just really find out what's going on in that area. Obviously, you'll be educated about the numbers and the recent sales and at what net return those properties have sold at. And that then is going to help you find a deal that's gonna tick all the boxes. Now, of course, it's great to have a commercial property that's in a limited commercial area, meaning that you know perhaps it's surrounded by residential zoning that's not gonna change. And in fact, having a lot of residential area around a commercial um, zoned area is great because it feeds that um, commercial zone. It might be a, a, sh- a small shopping center you're looking at with residential developments all around it. That could be a great thing for the future because it's gonna continuously feed that small shopping center and all the commercial properties that are involved in that location. Now, of course, there's lots of tips and tricks when you're actually looking at properties to separate and focus down and sort of filter down on which properties are the best in any given market. Quite often, two properties will look absolutely identical, and then when you search deeper into them or look deeper into that particular deal, you might find that one completely stands out as being a much better investment for you simply because perhaps there's an upside in that property. The way that I start looking for properties is very simple and of course most of you guys will be doing the same thing. I look online and then I try to narrow down on properties that are in the price range I'm looking at and then I focus down and filter down by looking at upsides and other points about that property that I may have in mind for that particular location. Now you never want to be emotionally wedded to a property so if for example a property looks fantastic and you're very excited about it and then you find that uh, the numbers don't really stack up and you talk to the agent and there's no opportunity of getting the price down or you feel that it's just um, getting all a bit too hard sometimes it's a lot better just to move on and don't lose momentum and start looking at some other properties straight away there's always going to be another deal and it may not be in that location but you're better off to uh, keep your momentum high and keep looking and even even then you might decide to come back to that property and re-look at it after you've looked at some more properties but you really want to keep going and make sure that you're not slowing down and getting bogged down with one particular property simply because you feel like you've got a bit of an emotional involvement perhaps with that property you don't want to have any emotion whatsoever in that deal of course some of the asking prices for properties has no relationship to the reality of their value. So you really need to realize that 
And why you need to know that is because a lot of people you see get great deals uh, buying properties that had greatly inflated asking prices and they've simply done their homework and made a very educated offer on that property and have got the deal where other people have just walked past or bypassed that property simply because they thought it was too expensive. So if you're interested in more detail about looking at upsides and working the numbers on property and actually some example deals, uh, recent deals of commercial property in Australia, have a look at my webinar. There's some great information there and the link is below this. So look forward to chatting soon. Thank you.